Wake up. Freedom's on the rise. Freedom's Rising. You are participating in the rise of freedom. Today is June 27th, 2022. You are listening to episode 16 of Freedom's Rising. Today we'll be getting back in the saddle. I think I said June 27th, right? So it's been about a week since an episode has been put out, a little over a week. And as I've said on the show before, we try to stick to a schedule. We're going to look at doing Monday through Thursday shows, so four shows a week for the time being, and with intermittent breaks, most likely, you know, planned outages, you know, maybe even several months to half a year outages where we step away from the production house. Uh, That all depends, though. That's not set in stone. I don't have a consistent content schedule that, you know, is adhered to by the rules, by the books exactly in that way, because I find that to be limiting. I find that to become overwhelming, and it's not that consistency isn't good. It's just there are times when, you know, it it doesn't feel good not to be producing the content or not to be working on the project, right? You feel oh man, I need to be, you know, I need to be doing my work, I need to be getting involved. And that's not good for when you're having time off. So again, you know, if time off is needed and deserved, then we will take it. But at the same time, I know know that in the future, if people are re-listening to these episodes, and they're not, you know, depending on the schedule, and the time that they're released every day, and, you know, aren't sitting there waiting for the podcast to come out and wondering where it is, then in the future, it won't even matter. And this will be just, you know, not needed for you to hear because so, you know, questionable whether I should even be putting this sort of information into the podcast being that, like I said, I think most people will probably be listening to these earlier episodes well into the future. We do have some people that I can see are consistently listening and we do appreciate you. Um, I'd also sparks people to go further back into the archive and listen to things and some of the comments that I've seen over the time off that I had that were on, you know, some videos on BitChute. Uh, we'll, we'll go over that. I'll get into that. But yeah, again, I enjoyed some time with the family. We did some traveling, I visited my wife's, my partner, Cassandra's mother, and I call her my wife. I don't need the state or a legal contract to confirm this dedication to my family and to my spouse and to Cassandra. But at the same time, you know, there are things that come up. And in the pandemic, there were so many things that occurred that made people like myself realize how unprepared that we were for certain situations that would come up, especially medical situations. And even in the self-reliance festival, 
you know, there, there are lots of things to be prepared for physically. And some of the stuff also, I think, you know, legally, not that we promote it. And that, that also ties into the question. One of the comments from a commenter is, you know, the sort of calling out, Hey, well, if you're saying that, you know, you can go live without the state completely 100%. Why don't you go ahead and just do that, bro? Why don't you just go see how that goes for you, man? And you can tell that's one of those people like, what are you going to do about my roads, man? And your roads that you're driving on, bro? How are you going to ride on the roads, man? And that, you know, the principles remain the same. The principles of the immorality and the violence of the state don't change because me who's recognizing it hasn't figured out every machination of how to go about legally navigating everything, you know, and that's part of the issue is taking responsibility for those things to figure them out, right? And not just saying, well, I'm such a victim and I just don't know. The state is so violent and I, I really don't know what to do. So, you know, it's all just not voluntary. So that's why I'm upset. I think like that's why I've picked on, you know, the 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 philosophy you could call it and I have I have a difficult time even calling it that because I feel like it's sort of bunk of voluntarism is that the state's relationship with you is not voluntary and that's I flip that around and I say it is I say you are responsible for that even if it's not comfortable even if it puts you in situations that aren't safe as you try to navigate exiting that system and there's all these problems with that, right, that come up, and you may be harassed by the state's uh, order followers as you go down that path, that still doesn't mean that, you know, you weren't originally promoting that. And it's gotten to such a point, and I mean promoting it as in living in, you know, the name the state gave you legally, that corporation, corporate entity that was created for you as you know, just a living human flesh being. And now there's this man's law legal system sort of parallel persona that you've been involved in your whole life. And all of us have to the point where, yeah, there there are violent thugs out there, armed thugs carrying out immoral acts that they have no right to carry out against human beings. That still doesn't make it so that, okay, now it's involuntary, everything the state does. Like, you've agreed to be in the situation that you're in up to that point, and you need to take responsibility for those actions. It doesn't mean that me recognizing that or me saying that, hey, you know, we need to strive, we, you know, or I am striving towards living a life that's more in alignment with my values and, and, you know, the not using the coercion of the state and not participating in I've never participated in like voting and things like that. But, you know, going back to what I was leading up to here is that there are certain things with my situation that, yeah, we're giving a little here and there to protect ourselves for being able to keep the family together, you know, and when the with the pandemic, there was a situation that came up where if someone gets sick, and not not in my family, but there are situations that came up for people where you weren't able to go visit your loved one because there wasn't a legal connection there. They weren't your 100% legal spouse, you know, and, and 
in these cases, we're talking again about man's law, about fictitious entities that are created that um, we all believe in, and we we and not we, you know, people who are, let's say, like a principled anarchist or something that doesn't, you know, participate and doesn't adhere or promote the state as something that's, you know, should be or is morally correct or is something that should exist, but. Again, in a situation where you know it may it may be compromising, and and I'm admitting that that there are compromises that are made, and sometimes it is because of safety and comfort, right, and protecting your family, but that is recognized as wrong, and I understand it to be the incorrect thing to do in those rights, right, when it comes to you know not you know, doing a self-assessment and saying, are my actions in alignment with what I believe? And at least understanding when you're not in alignment, right? And and that's where I get frustrated with the voluntarists because they're like, well, it's just, I'm just being forced to do these things and I can't find any way around it. But, you know, versus like, no, I'm taking responsibility that I've taken these actions and I recognize that they are wrong and I'm still going to, you know, try to fix that situation but at least you're not just falling back into that victim mentality, which I think that that philosophy can do with our, you know, if you're just saying, I want relationships between entities or people to be voluntary and and mutual consent, you know, everybody's consenting to it. I understand that. And I do think that that's fine. But the issue is, you know, there's several issues with that. And, and I don't want to get caught lost in this particular subject. But there are issues with that. For example, what if someone wants to voluntarily be a slave? And the state is like, great, we'll voluntarily allow you to do that. I mean, so there's no weight to it. People can voluntarily do all kinds of stuff that aren't harming other people necessarily. You know, at least it seems that way. Now, when you're promoting something like democracy and the certain laws that then come after people or mandates that go after people that aren't participating in that system and then force them to adhere to those laws. Yeah, it gets into the weeds, right? But again, if you're a citizen of that particular government and you're under those laws and they have jurisdiction over you, then why is that? And how have you become into that situation? Well, it's because you're living in the fiction, you're living in the corporate fiction, you're living in man's law reality, where we create what's right and wrong. And you know, there's such thing as like limited liability and all these other so called benefits that come with that. And I'm not denying that there are maybe correct ways to use those legal structures that aren't harming other people directly. And not everyone who has a business is like a bad person or something like that. That that is where people are trying to draw that distinction between the philosophy itself and understanding it and then looking at every single thing somebody does and saying, well, that's in contradiction with that. It doesn't make the, the philosophy or the principle itself wrong because someone uses the roads and understands that taxation is theft, right? That doesn't mean that that person is a bad person because they then go use the roads. They are at least pointing out the problem and it's, again, 
every little physical thing that we need to arrange and we need to move to this area and we need to have these items and as long as you prepare this way and you sign these things, this is all the accoutrement, right? This is all the the table dressings that are hold, that are showing you what the thing looks like, but that's not what the thing is. Freedom isn't a place. Freedom isn't a destination. It's not it's not a thing that happens after you acquire all the right survival stuff in the right garden and the right, you know. No. There's an understanding, a deep moral principle and understanding of what freedom is. And again, it's in consciousness. It's in someone's attitude. It's in someone's way of being in the world. But it's not necessarily, oh, it's just about signing this document and getting out of this thing. The problem is, is that most people don't understand freedom. They don't understand true morality. They don't understand rights. They don't understand inherent universal natural law. And they don't understand uh, objective morality and the way to live according to these understandings, right? That will manifest and can manifest, but not when the vast overwhelming majority of people don't understand these things and then end up causing harm to other people, end up promoting the state to enact their will or the, the will of that group collective, no, regardless of whether it's in alignment with right or wrong, right? Now, the point, again, is I'm announcing in this long roundabout way something that I'm really happy about, that I've made a commitment to my wife. I call her my wife now, but to become more entangled in, in all that with her uh, in order to protect certain assets in our life, you know, each other and our ability to access each other. Should there be another pandemic and one of us falls ill, we have to be able to protect our children and our family. And so again, this isn't something I'm promoting that other people do, or I'm just announcing that, yeah, I mean, we're formally going to be married to each other. And that's a good thing, because it's more than just some kind of legal stance um, that the state now will see us in this certain way. I see it way, a way more spiritual thing than that. We've been together for seven years now. And we are going to prove to each other that that commitment is real through, you know, a traditional way of going about that, which is getting married, right? Which the state and all that happens to get involved in. And again, I'm explaining why for, yes, personally selfish reasons, we would go about doing something like that. And it gets really hairy when you have children and you have a family and you want to navigate all this and everybody can go about it in their own way, but there is a correct way to go about it. And it doesn't mean that me, the messenger here in this podcast, is always 100% absolutely 100% moral and correct and accurate and perfect in every way. You know, that that's not the case here. I'm not a perfect human being, and I, I'm not going to claim to be perfect and then get up here and say, well, because I brought up this point... And now that the, the, the smart guy in the audience makes a comment that says, well, go ahead and try that and see how it goes and let me know. You're, you're a child. You know, that's so childish to, to do and comment. You're not understanding the deeper un understanding that we're trying to convey here. And yes, carry out in my life and manifest and be more free and become freedoms rising, right? And live it and document it and accept that responsibility to make those changes. But that doesn't happen to me overnight. 
And it's something that I've been working on and life is happening at the same time. And it's a, a treadmill that's running almost too fast, right? And you can't necessarily just make drastic changes left and right to fix the problems that we need to fix. But you do work at it every day and you do improve in that direction every day. And this podcast is part of that for me and my personal journey, you know, and, and someone who just comes in and sees this one highlight of me in this moment in time making some content and then choose to pick on the thing that they see as a contradiction, you know, fuck off. That's what I say to that person. You haven't a listened to enough to understand and you don't, you know, like you probably won't hear this. So you probably won't. You're just going back and picking out things through content that was you know, promoted to you on BitChute. And the same person, you know, if BitChute's not working for you, go to the website. BitChute is but one platform that I post to. And they're like, oh, this video on BitChute won't play. So I'm going to take the time to sit and comment and, and let you know that. And, you know, it, it's because of their first comment this person made that I think I'm, you know, maybe overreacting about them saying the other ones weren't complaining, uh, sh playing and just seeing that as a complaint from them. But, you know, there are plenty of other options where those things are posted through my website, which you can go see those that content. And everything I do has a link to my website below it to go see where all those other places are. So that if you're having an issue on one particular platform with <clears throat> playing something, then there are like three or four or five other options for you to play that content through the website, which is you know, why I suggest people use the website to navigate if they're looking, you know, obviously, like if you're listening through a podcast app, and you get a notification, and that's how you consume the media, maybe you don't ever go to the website, that's fine. But there are resources available, there are show notes and links and updates and things that happen through there, I would just hop on the mailing list to get those updates while you're there, because I do send out emails as well not to just promote products or promote things or try to get you to buy something, just really to update on what we're doing. If there's something published, it goes out that way as well. And anyway, I really didn't expect to open up the show exactly like that. But there were good things on, on the time off was what I was trying to say. You know, Cassandra and I are taking our relationship to a further level. Uh, it was her birthday. We celebrated. We had a great time with her family. I really appreciate all the things that were provided uh, by Cassandra's family in order to help us celebrate. And also, uh, you know, Father's Day happened to be during that time too, which we don't want to highlight as being more important than Cassandra's birthday, but it happens to be around the same time. <laughs> so we had a good time, essentially, is what I was trying to get at. And I'm not perfect. Surprise, you know. But that doesn't mean also that I'm standing up here just like full of shit, don't ever know what I'm talking about, just making shit up, uh, just coming up with things and not, you know, being consistent at all and just trying to get clicks and likes or something. That's not at all what's happening here either. And I've proven that with a track record of the content that we've put out over the years. You can see I've basically been talking about the same thing now since 2015, 2016 timeline. And, you know, probably aren't, aren't going to change much. I mean, we'll change the format. We've done that here with Freedoms Rising to change the format up a little bit. But no, I mean, we, it doesn't necessarily matter what I do, but it, it does because someone shouldn't be listening to somebody who's not living what they're talking about. And so as far as Freedoms Rising goes, 
we are trying to document freedoms rising. And that's not through Tyler Bloyer and his personal lifestyle and what he chooses to do. But we are, you know, learning and growing in that direction ourselves. And there's lots of things that I want to incorporate that will show how people can be more free through a business, how they can launch a quote unquote business to be more like a business, but not necessarily a business through a model online of producing content that we'll do here. Now, I've currently done that with just taking donations for content, right? I, you know, it's not like I expect them, but there's an ability to donate if you feel, feel like it, right? Now, there could be higher level things where we take donations and we also maybe exchange a gift for that. Now, if you if you are familiar with the individual Mark Passio, you'll know that he's deployed this model quite well, and that there is sort of this loophole where taking a gift donation as a personal person, just through like a PayPal or crypto or Cash App or MyPay or whatever these things are these days, Zello or whatever, that you're just taking a personal donation from somebody else. Now, as a thank you, from me, I could write a card, right? I could send a letter or I could, you know, hey, now that you've donated this tier that you've donated, there's a store over here with some items in it. And I'd like you to pick a t-shirt as a gift back from me showing my appreciation for this donation, right? So then that becomes something where somebody wants a t-shirt, they can give a donation. They're really just giving a donation to a person. Now, I'm not a CPA, I don't know every little tiny tax law out there, but as far as I understand, you know, in discussing this with Mark, is that that model works quite well. And also, you'll know, you'll notice that callback from the Black Sabbath, uh, Ronnie James Dio days, the I song from the, I think it's called the Dehumanizer (laughs) album, was the intro. And that, you know, if you listen to Mark's What on Earth is Happening podcast, Back in the day, that used to be some of the bumper music, and that's where I heard that particular song, and I, I thought it was like a great, perfect like podcast bumper music song. So we'll, we'll use it here from time to time, and or at least in this episode, and I'll outro the whole song so you can hear it um, from, uh, again, Black Sabbath, Ronnie James Dio days. But the point was that I was making there was there are things that I'm going to incorporate that may take some time, but that show that model as well, where we show a way to sort of do a tax loophole, right? Where you're not necessarily having to claim this as earned income. I don't know, again, exactly how that works, or if you report it, or, but it makes sense to me. I mean, you have you have the way to take the donation, someone has a way to get a gift for it, you're not selling them a product, you're taking a donation and giving them a gift. That model has been deployed by others, and they're using it actively, and it's working for them. So that's another thing we can point to and say, hey, you know, if you would like to build a quote-unquote business model around that, but not even call it a business, and it's just you as an individual operating in the world, We'll see that on tylerbloyer.com because I, Tyler Bloyer, I'm just an individual operating in the world. I'm not necessarily a business, right? Tyler Bloyer is not a business. It's a person. And a person, (laughs) we don't want to get down the rabbit hole here, but is really a legal entity defined by the state. And so we, the people, and when you capitalize these words, these are actual, again, man's law, fictional artifice that are created. And... As we dive into that topic, 
we'll have to do a series on that or several episodes discussing what I'm talking about here. I'm not going to try to explain it all here, but essentially the the, the base of our problem is re- worshiping things that aren't real. <laughs> we worship and put above what is real artificial things that aren't real and that we just create like money, like government, like politics, like corporations, that these things don't exist in nature. And when we start to get out of alignment with that which is real, with that which is reality, that's how we get so far off the path that yes, even people who understand freedom and want to go try and live that way cannot because, well, they can, but the threat to their life will be so great that they will be imprisoned or killed that's what we're headed towards, uh, very rapidly. They're not going to be able to exist inside of that system or anywhere around that system while also trying to operate as a completely free, natural person. And again, person not in the legal entity sense, but human. Human would probably be a better better word to use because you have to be careful which legal uh, fiction you want to bring up and talk about in your regular speech because they have different meanings. Words have different meanings in legalese. There's a legal language, and then there's the language everybody else knows. Most people don't understand the legal language and use it without understanding anything at all about what what we the people means. Or, you know, like, the people isn't just natural human beings. It's corporate fictions, people that exist only inside of a legal system that exists nowhere in nature. It's just something we made up. And I think the root of the problem that we have with statism is, yes, a belief in authority, the belief that you have the right to claim ownership over other beings and force them to do what the law says, which we just make up. That's not a a natural right. That's not something that anyone has the right to do. You can't just claim ownership over somebody else and just enforce your will upon them. Now, if they're voluntarily participating in that, that's another question, right? If they're like, do whatever you want to me, I'm your slave, I voluntarily do that, which is really, again, back to the roots of problems. If we go even deeper, it's not just the belief in authority, it's the desire to not be free, as weird as that sounds, or it put in a better way, the desire to be a slave. So moving on, we'll get into those topics in later episodes down the road of Freedoms Rising. But people do, going back to the vacation and the time I took off, take too much time to recreate, and their lives become too much involved in just recreating and having fun and oh oh the trip out on the weekend and oh the day off you know the upcoming holiday uh, government holiday that people take the day off and we go do this certain thing and their lives become way way too much involved about recreating and the fun next thing to do and the next stimulating thing that you're going to get in front of your face and it's not that I want to judge how people live and we don't want to get involved in nitpicking on what people do for fun or recreating or getting away or learning or growing or by doing these different things. 
But the point is, is that when we ask ourselves, is freedom really rising? Is Tyler accurate by having a podcast that is named Freedom's Rising? And is that something that's really happening? Well, me here, I would say no. And I'm the one who started the Freedom's Rising podcast. But the truth is, is that freedom is not really rising. We don't have freedom growing in the hearts and minds of people and being manifested in the world through their deep understanding of moral philosophy and living a life in right livelihood. You know, that's that's not what's happening at all. <laughs> so going back to like, does freedom need cheerleaders? Yes, freedom needs cheerleaders. And I've talked about that before. And we're sort of being one of those little cheerleaders here on the side here trying to promote freedom, trying to help people understand more about what they could do in their lives to bring about more freedom. Right? But when we look at the overall consciousness of people on the planet, when we look at the overall actions and behaviors and manifestations and happenings on the planet on a day-to-day basis or just aggregate over time, right? We take, we take snapshots. We could say from 2001 after 9-11 to 2004, what did it look like? Well, there was a lot of people waking up. There was a lot of people shaking up. And there were a lot of people realizing that they were being lied to and, you know, beginning their process of becoming out of their sort of childlike state into realizing that the world doesn't operate in the way that they think it does, right? But then you almost see like a regression though, back. And that could be through the power of evil. You could be through the power of just the overall weight and momentum of how incorrect and retarded people have become. And I don't mean like that they're like, oh, have some physical, maybe even it is physical though, but like, you know, not like a handicapped person or someone with a disability in the traditional sense that you would think, but in a retarded, slowed down, childlike state that we see that adults live in and their childlike beliefs and their blind patriotism even in towards the state and their blind belief in their particular flavor of media or their particular people in the mainstream media that they listen to and believe, you know, their late night talk show, their halfway comedian political person that talks about things in an edgy way, right? But really doesn't touch anywhere near uh, the truth about things or get into the depth of the details and the facts that people should be Uh, learning about or at least have access to in this mainstream way but no freedom is not really rising and the the truth of the situation is is that we are going deeper and deeper into slavery on this planet and deeper and deeper away from freedoms rising people are running for the hills from freedom and going to big daddy and big mommy government and corporations and saying, please just protect me and give me whatever it is you want to give me that I need to do. Just I'll do it. And as long as you protect me and just give me the information that I want to hear. And and we stay away from this big, bad Putin guy and this big, bad Omicron variant. And oh, the COVID is so scary. And please just do whatever it takes to protect us. Even if that means where we saw a lot of people going, agreeing with it's okay to mandate and force people, force is the wrong word, but coerce people 
into thinking that they have to get the vaccines, they have to take the medical device and apparatus, they have to wear the particular clothing and face protection in order to even exist in a particular area or work at a particular place, right? And then using that financial coercion, that uh, stability coercive force to make people think that they had to do it. And that's why I don't want to use the word force because no one was, you know, taken into back rooms and forced to do it. Although that's rapidly, rapidly where we're headed here and what we're trying to avert with freedoms rising. We're trying to avert and and not have happen the part where, oh, you're a bad member of society. We're just going to take you out and throw you into a pit with a, with a, some lead in the back of your head, you know, or maybe some, you know, something that doesn't cost as much money as lead because we're trying to save on the money. And I don't mean to laugh because it's disgusting, but this has happened in recent human history, very recent and throughout human history. And the power that the state is talking about now with bringing in this corporate, corporate fascist dictatorship, you know, like what the World Economic Forum is talking about and their stakeholder capitalism, right? And they're penetrating the cabinets and eating the bugs, right? Well, what they're saying is like, you'll be such a slave that you're not going to have a choice. And that's what our ultimate, you know, neo-communist agenda is going to manifest, is that you won't even have the ability to choose or think any other way than we tell you to. And and if you think the otherwise, good luck with that. And I say, well, thanks for the good luck wish. We'll have fun with that. And yeah, we do need to do some of the things that we've been talking about in the self-reliance um, festival clips that I've been playing and playing into the 24-7 live stream and what folks like Jack Spearco and Nicole Awesome Sauce and, right, and uh, the other folks there, I'm bad at recalling names on the fly like that, but the other folks that were participating, those are things that you can do to protect and start to create a barrier. But what they're talking about with, uh, you know, bringing in this new world order, essentially, is that you you won't have the ability to think otherwise. Like all of you people that think you're going to go and you're going to have this property and you're going to have your vegetable gardens and your cows and your chickens and that's going to keep you up and, and away from all this mess and chaos and the people out there are just going to leave us alone and we're going to be out here living free. That is a pipe dream. You know, that that is not going to happen. You're not going to have your little mutual aid freedom cell group that you're going to trade your goods with in that area and, and you guys are going to be good, but everybody else, all those statists are going down, man, because of their belief in the state and that when all the shit hits the fan, you and your little mutual aid group network thing is going to be just fine, right? Like that is that is ridiculous pipe dream fantasy stuff. And that is, again, why we're doing Freedoms Rising is not to be like, woohoo, we're over here, we're free. Everybody is over here and free and all you guys are slaves. That's not it at all. We're trying to make sure that we can get the message out there to the slaves, to the people that aren't going to hear this message, right? To the people that need to hear it, and need to hear it from a lot more than just me, and need to hear it from anyone listening to this, hopefully is assisting in this work of putting out the information about morality, and about natural law, and about the proper way 
to live in the world without causing harm to other human beings. Without, And we can start there, right? I know there's further places to take it, but let's start with other human beings, right? We could talk about mass agriculture. We could talk about the way that we treat animals on this planet. And we can definitely find wrongdoing there with the way that we mass produce animals. And you could look at that and say, well, that's why you're getting what you're getting, because you're creating hell on earth for other beings. And I believe that's true. I believe that we are reaping the negative consequences of that behavior. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's no proper way to perform animal husbandry and to make fertile lands and fertile soil by doing proper livestock and raising and agriculture. I don't think that that's mutually the same thing as what we're doing on with mass agriculture and that we can mass massively improve things in all those areas, right? But right now we're just talking about we're talking about the vast majority of slaves on this planet who want to be slaves again voluntarily are choosing their life the way that it is because they love having a big daddy, big mommy figure to help them through hard times, to help other people that they perceive as helping them, to be able to act like and virtue signal like they're good people now because they voted for their candidate that they think is right, and they can sit and call other people wrong now, right? And the idea here is, if we don't work on turning the ship around, if we don't work towards true freedom, and enacting that in our lives on the individual level, and then helping other people understand the same thing and how to manifest that in their lives. And I'm not talking about through your little freedom cell mutual aid network, and now you could show people how to do that. Remember, we're talking about consciousness and spirituality. We're talking about a force that's much greater than your little, oh, but you drive on the roads. What are you going to do? Or I've, I've got my my mutual aid network, and we're going to be just fine. Or your farm or your garden or your 60 gallons of gasoline that you rotate through and your two generators, so now you're free. This is all personal, individual, selfish, egotistical, my freedom movement, right? And that's the real freedom movement that we have on the planet right now, or in the freedom movement, is people who are interested in their freedom movement, right? And they think that when the shit hits the fan, they're in their little cadre of other freedom, my freedom movement people are going to be just fine because they've been growing tomatoes and vegetables and potatoes and stuff like that. And they're going to trade their eggs in their underground cryptocurrency network, man. And I'm telling you that, that that's all just this like mythology, this pre prepper porn preparedness survivalism men mentality that if the shit hits the fan that hard, that you're going to be doing that stuff and be just fine. Yeah, right. That's not how it works. It's that if the shit gets that bad, we're not going to be sitting there able to do the things that you think you're going to be able to do in those ways. That is not how it's going to go down. There, There is the walking dead zombie apocalypse thing for a reason. Because all the asleep people are still going to be around, and they're not going to just leave you alone on your peaceful little solar plantation where you're fine. 
And yeah, okay, well then you could talk about security, and now we're gonna put up a gate, and we're, again, if we're getting this far down into the hole of shit's gone sideways, and now we're living that way, that is not a good thing at all, and you're not gonna be sitting there in your little solar dome micro garden with your cryptocurrencies exchanging eggs with your neighbor, and not being bothered, (laughs) you know? Well, if it gets that bad, yeah, you want to have some things. And I'm not saying don't do those things. You know, I love doing those things. I love thinking that I'm going to be able to help my family in a power outage situation or in a bad winter storm or a a bad storm that knocks out the power. But most likely, I mean, the power is not going to be out for more than a couple of weeks, guys, and maybe a month. I mean, if that again, if the situation is so bad that we don't have power for months, that's a totally different scenario. And and should we think about that and prepare for it? Yeah, we probably should. <clears throat> we probably should think about those things. But that's not the end-all be-all of where freedom is going to derive from and manifest in the world in the way, in the big way that we need it to. We still have people that think in the way, all the ways that I just said, but then still are hardcore right-wing or left-wing politics and government believers and supporters and supporters of slavery. And that's the problem. That's what's going to get us out of this mess is not having the vast overwhelming majority of people around us, even on like a particular region, like you could call the United States of America, that particular continent, most of the people on it are immoral human beings who believe in the force and violence of the state as something that's real, whatever that means, or something that they can wield and make it correct. And and people will say, well, you just hate America, and you're just talking crap about my United States or my America. No, I think there are certain things that were done around the turning of the revolution with the Declaration of Independence and things like that that were steps in the right direction, quote-unquote. I don't even know. I mean... You could say that, but it's not necessarily the end-all be-all, and it's still, we have a lot of work and maintenance to do on that, on some of those philosophies that were put down. You know, like your inherent rights that aren't given to you by government, they're not given to you by the state, your rights don't come from other people, they don't come from a government, they don't come from the military, they, they aren't given to you because the military goes and invades Iraq. That's not why you have rights. You Your rights are inherent, and it's an observation that there is a correct way to operate in the world and a correct way of being that doesn't then take away the rights of other people. So as long as your actions aren't infringing on the natural rights of others, then it can be a correct action. And that's even arguable to extents like, well, if we just believe in our state over here, but we don't make you guys believe in it, that's a problem because the people that still exist in this area or were brought up with that belief system but now want to exit that belief system, you have made it extremely difficult with all your violence and you know threats of imprisonment and threats of taking away my bodily autonomy by wanting to live as a free human being that's not all lapped wrapped up in in your system, right? People that believe in the government as a legitimate authority, they don't leave you alone, right? They don't stop. They, they won't leave people alone that would like to not participate in that system easily. 
Now, does that mean that we should not fight for that and not move towards that direction in our lives? Absolutely, that's not what it means. I mean, we absolutely should be doing those things. And just because they are difficult and dangerous, we need to work through that. Courage and and working through your fears and working through a limiting belief system are probably the biggest hurdles. It's not just the violence and, oh, they're threatening me, so I have to live this way. No, it's your cowardice. And this is where I go back to, and this is where the voluntarists just can't handle it. It's not just that you're not being voluntary. No, it's that you're a coward. You're fearful. You live your life like that. You make decisions based on being comfortable and safe. You make decisions based on being protected and happy and not and not in a situation that you don't feel comfortable with. These are the reasons why you're in the situation that you're in. It has nothing to do with it not being voluntary. It is voluntary. You're just too stupid to figure it out. And I'm talking to myself as well. I'm not saying I have negative self-talk and call myself stupid. That's not what I'm saying. That's the truth. The faster that we can accept that that's the reason why we're in the conditions that we're in and not just going, well, if it were voluntary, it would be better. As soon as it is, it will be fine. It's not going to happen like that. It's not ever going to be where we work hard enough where they leave us alone. And and we, we have such a good philosophy that the IRS finally just gave up and stopped trying to collect taxes on our income. No, it's the exact opposite of that. They're going to try to figure out every little bit of capital gains you had on that cryptocurrency, you know what I mean? And, and oh, well, then you just don't file and you don't participate. Well, these are definitely actions that are more in alignment with what I'm saying. It's way more correct to exit the system and build another one. Yeah, exit and build than, you know, just stay in it and complain and say it's not voluntary and as soon as it is, I'll be fine. But at the same time, like, we do need to be taking steps towards, you know, exiting and building a new system. Correct. But it's almost a fool's errand. It's almost ridiculous and completely foolish to think that that's how it's going to get done. That that's how we're going to bring about this great mass awakening on the planet. That we're going to have this massive uh, shift in consciousness on the planet because you decided to go and live out in the country and get away from the city and have your chickens and, you know, your little freedom cell, that's what's going to fix it. No, that's not going to fix anything. That's just you flailing about with the machinations and the accoutrement and the the table dressing of how the thing works. It's rearranging deck tears on the ship of the Titanic when it's already hit the iceberg. And we're like, well, if we rearrange all these deck chairs up here maybe the ship won't sink and we'll be free it's like no the, we we have to address the root causal factor of why the ship has sunk or why it's sinking in that case you know you're already doomed right the ship is going down very few people will live most people will will die and i don't know the numbers exactly with the titanic but as far as my analogy goes the point is is that if we just think that we're going to shift this, move that, get a new economic system. It's not an economic problem. It's not it's not a a problem of how many eggs we can go, grow. It's not a vegetable problem. <laughs> the problem is in what people hold in their minds. The problem is is the thoughts that people have and the beliefs they hold 
and the way that they go about their lives adhering and living to these beliefs end up continuing the prison planet, end up continuing the human slavery system that the people have gotten so far off into their solipsistic, into their uh, immoral worldview that they don't even believe that there is such a thing as slavery in the way that I'm talking about, in the way that we're talking about where other human beings believe that they have the right to force other human beings to adhere to their fictitious system because they've agreed as a majority to do it, even if it's not right and not the correct thing to do, that they still believe that they have the right to do that. That's a, that's a type of slavery that they're enacting to themselves and then promoting that other people be slaves like them and live in that slave system. That's the type of slavery that we're talking about. And so freedom is not rising when it comes to that at all. So I don't, I just want to make that clear that because we've been talking about self-reliance things and because I've been promoting, you know, doing things in your life to become more free as an individual, that's so that you can then turn around and attempt to wake up the other sleeping masses while you're not in a position that's so horrible that you can't even do that, right? So you should be doing things in your life to make sure that your body's up to, to, to the task, that your mind is up to the task, that you're not just paying attention to the bullshit on Netflix and looking at things that don't matter all day and never really getting involved in being someone who understands enough to yeah, A, enact those things in your own life and live it and not just be a fraud who says things and not living it, right? Not living what you're trying to have other people try to live or promote. But what what we've been talking about since day one of Freedom's Rising now, going back 16 episodes ago, not that many at this point, but we're going to keep going with this, is that it's a mental thing. It's a, It happens in consciousness. Freedom is something that needs to be understood first and then lived by but if if the environment has become so bad and our consciousness as as an aggregate has become so degraded and so retarded that we don't even understand why this person is needed why this philosophy is needed why this way of being is needed in the world and we just attack it and attack the people that promote it and attack them as, oh, you're just an anarchist and you just want chaos. Oh, you're crazy. You're obviously... That's the way most people hear what we're saying, what I'm saying. They just think that it's absolute insanity, right? That there's no possible way that this would work at all. And that's how you know their minds are completely shut off. And when you say, when I say when this would work, what people will go, oh, well, well, you don't even know what you're saying and you're lost in the weeds. No, not at all. You're lost in the weeds. You don't understand. You've been raised as, as a child who's an adult child who wants big daddy and big mommy government to take care of them. You're the biggest victim. You live your life as a slave and love it. And that's why you're a victim because you choose to be that. Because you won't allow your mind to see it another way, even if it's the truth, even if it's correct, even if you can try to observe and, you know, run it through scientific method or the trivium and see how cause and effect of what we're talking about here manifests the negativity and harm in the world. That all the things that we know of as causing harm and suffering besides just mismanagement of resources or like natural disaster and things like that, 
but the man-made cause of suffering on this planet is what I'm talking about here, is the belief in authority, is the belief in that it's okay to just make up whatever we decide is right and wrong and then enact that into the world. And there's no real objective truth or morality to try to align our behaviors with. That's the problem. And that people think that that's a lie, that there is truth, that truth could be understood and wisdom can be known. And you can align your behavior with the truth, or at least attempt to, at least understand that you're not in alignment at one point in time, and that we could be doing things that would be more in alignment. And so, uh, yeah, slavery is not understanding morality, and it's being enacted and proposed through a belief in the state. And again, there's a ridiculousness in these mutual aid freedom cell movements. Are there benefits of these things? Yes. But are we going to, you know, survive outside of the, the collapse or the Great Reset because we've you know, built these things. Like, no, they're coming after everything and everyone and every resource on the planet and want to control it and dominate it. And until we can sway the the overall consciousness to fight against that, or at least a fierce small number of conscious beings on this planet to be able to resist and fight against that, then people like myself and others will be laughed at, spit on, uh, will be shoved to the side. We won't be promoted and we won't be heard or listened to because it's dangerous to the slave system. So we're in a spiritual battle. That's the point that I'm trying to make here. It's not It's not just the physical things that are going on. And while we're here in our physical bodies, what we need to be doing is working towards getting this message out. And I'm, I'm going to be a we need because this is something I'm doing. It's not something that I'm saying at a meeting that I just had last Saturday before I went home back to my regular life, that we need to do this. No, I'm I'm doing it, and we need to also have more people involved in that work. More people involved in raising consciousness and shifting consciousness and building networks of truth, freedom, and prosperity to help promote more of the message, not just to you know, trade eggs with your neighbor or get your goat's milk or whatever, right? I'm not picking on those things because you shouldn't be doing them. I'm picking on them because people think that by doing those things that they're doing such great work in contributing to the solutions, right? When they don't see the tidal wave tsunami of unconscious fucktards that are coming down upon us that are going to overwhelm all of those little things that you're talking about. It's not going to exist in a world of slaves and communism and the Great Reset and the New World Order. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, except for those people over there that are living free off their land and, you know, they trade, they have their little mutual aid and they, they when somebody breaks their leg, they take care of it themselves and they don't need a hospital system and all this stuff because they've recreated it all. That They have whole, you know jungles of avocados and coffee that they import themselves and no they don't need us at all right that's that's that ridiculous pipe dream it doesn't mean that we don't do those things in our lives either for the understanding or the benefit and the 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 physical things that those do bring about and also maybe it creates a gap so that we have the space to be able to work on the things that need to be worked on which is internal work 
which is the ear, the, the between your own temples work that needs to be done. Okay? So freedom isn't a festival. It's not a movement. It's not, um, you know, it's not your little cult. It's not your guru. It's not your new age bullshit. And understanding the solutions is what's required. And yes, action is required and we need to take the right actions. And we also need to be refusing to take the wrong actions, right? But we need to understand what those things are and then think bigger about teaching others and teaching others what exactly, right? Well, yeah, there's exposing the lies and we have a lot of people doing that. We have a lot of people that are working to expose the lies and uh, work to you know, show you how this and that is happening in the world that's totally wrong and they've been telling us this and they're lying to us. We have a ton of that. We have a ton of the fear porn. We have a ton of people doing that. But uh, taking the time and the sacrifice that it takes to teach others what we're talking about here and creating or using models that make speaking and living the truth sustainable, right? A lifestyle. So that's what we've also been talking about a little bit today is a model that we can use to say, well, how do we do that, Tyler? How do I live that life and not be in contradiction myself? How do I exit my, my, you know, seemingly slave job, corporate, you know, non-voluntary world and all that and live a life that's more free? You know, how do I not just stay there, but move forward? And there's, I'll tell you, it's a progress thing. It's something that takes time. It takes a lot of time and diligence and change within yourself to recognize what's important to you while you're here on this planet, besides just the material things, but besides just collecting the wealth and the money, which if we can use those things to promote this message and to get out the the real freedom movement, get it moving better and get it moving faster and help, you know, to grow that, then sure, let's use those resources to do that. But it shouldn't just be an only, you know, egotistical pursuit of building your wealth for your, you know, nice things that you like to have and your family and their grandchildren and, and you're all set, right? We have to be using that to help the wider world understand what true freedom is all about and how important it is in our lives to manifest that and then help other people to do the same thing. That's what the pursuit of resources should be about achieving is not for you and your freedom and your personal thing that you're trying to get done, but to help as many other people as possible in your lifetime and help them do what? Help them what? Just, you know, be better citizens, be better voters, be better. No, help them become more free and by, by being more free are therefore also more moral in the aggregate sense because they're more conscious of the right and wrong objective truth in reality and the objective morality of the universe and living under natural law is the best way that we can live with each other in harmony with the laws of nature. doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. It doesn't mean that evil just leaves us alone and that there isn't danger and risk associated with even speaking these things out there, right? I'm waiting for the repercussions of me speaking you know, and having things that seemingly fall apart in my life, which are really just egotistical illusions drifting away as I, again, work towards being a better human being myself and help raising other people up and not just raising my own children, but help raising young men, young women out there to, uh, to see a better way of, of going about 
what we call the freedom movement, right? And not just me talking shit and not living it either, but manifesting it in my own life and making my own changes. Those are side issues to freedoms rising. The host of this show is someone who doesn't need to be a perfect person in order to be able to speak some of the things that we're going to speak about on this show. But it, it doesn't mean that I'm just sitting on my ass either, guys, and not not working on anything in my own life. I've I've been doing work on myself in what in the way that we're talking about here and getting out of my own mental slavery and working through a lot of my own indoctrination and my own stuff that I've had to strip off and constantly removing and refreshing and wiping away and looking at things new and adding in, you know, better correct philosophy that makes more sense and is more consistent and constantly going through that process, right? So, but I can't wait until I'm completely processed and then now, oh, I've reached this perfect being at level 80 and year 80 in my life. And now I'll turn around and start to try to teach other people, right? That's, I mean, right now I'm in my mid thirties. And so that means that if I'm going to be effective over the next 15 years, you know, 20 years, 30 years, Now's the time. There isn't another time where I can do that in this flesh, in this body that I'm in. It's not going to happen later, so I have to get into action now. And we'd like to inspire more people to come to a true understanding of the things we've been discussing here today and then also be in action, but not just out with your your freedom movement and your little selfish things that you want to be more free, but helping others to achieve an understanding of freedom so that we can manifest that on the planet, right? Which is a fool's errand, which at the moment isn't happening, which at the moment is a is a is a very stupid thing to do in the sense of my own personal, you know, freedom and my own personal safety and what I should do to protect my family and our little, you know, our little pocket of what we've achieved and and protected. We don't we don't have any of that without freedom. We don't have any of those things. I don't have a family without freedom. I don't have any of the things that I think that I have without, with with the way that slavery is growing and rising on this planet and the direction that we're headed in. So I understand that. I understand that it's those things aren't important if we don't protect freedom and we don't grow it and un, and help other people understand it and get it growing in people's minds. Then we're going to lose it all, and we'll have to take the great sacrifice to get what it takes to, to, to make a point and get things done. You'll have to, you'll have to put your whole life at risk just to be able to do what I'm doing here, right? In the, in the future that we're headed towards. So freedoms rising again is a white pill sort of conversation that we're having. That's looking at things from a positive aspect of trying to grow freedom. But that doesn't mean that, that, that we're set and that we're good because freedom's rising. So we're all going to be participating in it and it's going to be great. That's not how I see it at all. I see it as the opposite of that. We are screwed until more of us start getting involved. That's what's happening. We're totally fucked until we can get more people involved and understanding and then living and teaching other people what it is to do what is known as the great work or an aspect of the great work that can be done in in your way of doing it, right? And in, in the way that you want to put out the information or the way that you'd like to do uh, that in your life, which might not be like this, like a podcast or putting out work um, in in a way that is content online, let's say. that That is a way that's not the only way. And there's other, there are other ways. 
there are definitely other ways. And it doesn't mean, like I said, that you shouldn't be trying to, you know, if, if moving makes sense because you'll gain a lot more freedom in your life because you've changed states, that might make sense. But that doesn't mean that you've now solved the problem for, for once and for all because you've done this little thing that have that has made a big difference in your life. That's a very selfish way of looking at it, and it's something that's not going to fix the problem. You're not you you may squeeze by, you know, if you're my age, and we might not see the full manifestation of of the negative effects of what's coming, but we probably will. It's probably going to be, you know, some of the things that are happening within the next decade that will be completely unlike anything you ever thought could happen. And when they say you'll own nothing and be happy, they mean people are so fucking selfish and so lazy that as long as they get their universal basic income and some flashy screen to look at, then they'll be fine and happy. They won't care how enslaved they are. They won't care that their children get taken away from them. They won't care that they even have children. They won't care what kind of medications they're forced to take. They won't care about what kind of liberties and rights are being completely infringed upon or taken away from people. You can't really take things away, but you can definitely violate them from people. You know, taking them away is when people believe in like man's law and like, oh, you're taking it away. No, you either have the right to do it or you don't. And if you believe in the legal system that can just change that shit on the fly, then that's what you get for believing in that. That when they just change it on the fly, all of a sudden, that's what the problem is. If you don't, you know, understand that yet, that that's why we have a problem because we don't understand rights. We don't understand the basic of that so that people then believe whatever the man's laws are, are correct. And I know I'm starting to repeat myself. I've had, I have had other things on my list here that I wanted to get at today. But that's as far as I was going to take it for now. We're going to end it there. All right, now in the next episodes, we will be getting into solutions in the upcoming episodes. But we do need to get into more of how slavery is not understanding morality and the, you know, the problems with this the overall topic that we kind of touched on today, I want to start breaking these things down into longer series, longer episodes, get into more details on that. And we have plenty of time and space to do that. So I do want to get into also like technological control systems and series on these and uh, on occult control systems, media, mind control, manipulation, and then also solutions and worldview paradigms also falling into the movement traps. And I, I think that's what we will, if I don't change my mind on the schedule, we'll start to go into next as sort of a re-highlight on things I've talked about before on tylerbloyer.com with falling into the movement traps. But again, we're not just going to sit and pretend that by promoting, you know, freedom cells and oh, no, no, we got the greater reset and all oh, the survival, you know, self-reliance thing. Now we're all set. Now we all understand and now we're good. Yeah, we're going to discuss. And like I've said, Freedoms Rising is to promote those projects and it is to promote what people are doing to bring about more freedom. But we're going to get a little bit more in the mental realm. We're going to get more 
and it's not it's not separate you know that's a problem that like materialists atheists make is like it's the material and the spiritual realm it's the same realm (laughs) your higher mind and your lower mind it's all still you it's not separate right so uh, when we say we're going to get into it really the solutions that I've come to understand a little bit more, but also then being a learner and exploring and and learning about what other people are doing and not just only the philosophy of Tyler Blair and TylerBlair.com and not only the way I see it. Obviously, we want to pull in other people. We want to see what other people are doing. We're going to pull in clips. We're going to continue to go into what what's currently happening in the world, a little bit of the, you know, not, not too much where it becomes fear porn, but, you know what their their agenda is doing, what what evil is doing, and highlights of that to make the show a little more, not just interesting isn't the right word, but complete to, to understand what we're up against on this planet and, and document that for historical purposes as well. So when people are listening, they can sort of get a taste of what was going on around that time as well, not just, you know, so so it makes it more... I think impactful in that way when people are going and listening through the past as we sort of build up to some of this stuff that are that's happening in our world that it's we get clips of that in here you know so if we bring in a greg reese report or you know something that uh you know something funny that we can bring in that kind of sheds light on things but it's also still funny i like to bring multimedia into the stream as well and or into this podcast as well not just not just solo me only talking and ranting, but with that, we're going to get into one of those things, which is the outro clip of the music that we started this episode with, Black Sabbath I, and uh, a good tune, nice and uh, powerful to bring out this powerful episode. I feel like, you know, through that time off, I had quite a bit of thoughts that I was able to put down as bullet points that I wanted to touch on today. I don't know how well of a job I did getting through it and if it was better in my mind and how I got it out here on the show today. But now we've taken the show sort of in this direction is is how I'd like to see that. And this is the way that we'll proceed here moving forward. Not that it's any different than what we've been doing, but I feel like I've been a little light on getting to some of those more core principles that we operate off here. Uh, you can follow me on freedomsrising.live or at least check out the 24-7 live stream if you like or tylerbloyer.com. Probably a better place to sign up for now. And the social links and all that are there if you're interested. Otherwise, we will see you guys tomorrow and continue on with Freedoms Rising. Everyone have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>